بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ما بعد. Yesterday we discussed the importance of salah and how to conduct ourselves in the house of Allah Tabarak wa Taala. And for me, ulama explained the most important thing for our salah to be correct, to be accepted in the court of Allah Tabarak wa Taala. If our qirat is correct, our salah is correct, salah is correct, du'as are accepted. But behind all of this, when it comes to our salah, it comes to hajj, Allah Ta'ala open the harameen sharifain, Allah Ta'ala take us all for hajj and umrah over again. And all these ibadat, our roza in the month of Ramadan, the most important thing behind all of this is our income. To make sure, to ensure that whatever we earn is absolutely halal. The sahabiyat and the wives of sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum used to say to their husbands, sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, when they used to leave their homes in the morning to go to work, they would say to them, إِيَّاكَ وَالْحَرَامِ فَإِنَّا نَصْبِرُوا عَلَى الْجُوعِ وَلَا نَصْبِرُوا عَلَى نَارِ جَهَنَّمِ That, oh, our husbands, be careful of haram, be careful of one haram muscle. We are able to make sabr and be patient upon hunger, but we cannot make sabr upon the fire of Jahannam. Don't bring Jahannam into the house, bring halal into the house. We'll make sabr upon hunger, that will pass through, that is temporary. The fire of Jahannam is forever. So many a times we find that a person is not aware of the Masail when it comes to business. Just one, was it T's and C's, just one clause, the entire agreement makes the entire act and the entire contract impermissible, haram. A person is involved in interest. Example, he goes into a partnership. Commonly we hear people ask that I invested in so and so a person and every month he's promised me a certain amount of money as return. And we know the Masail in Sharia that is impermissible. That a person now goes into a contract with someone, just an example this is. Whether it's a partnership, whether it's mudaraba, whether it be murabaha, whatever chapter of fiqh it falls under, the person has to specify that what contract are we going into and it cannot be a fixed amount as a return. It has to be a percentage. Many a times we explain this to brothers but they can't understand it. That he already has a running business. He promised promise me every month so much return, monetary value, 5,000, 10,000. Impermissible. It has to be a percentage. There are many more examples like this. A person now doesn't word it correctly, doesn't have the agreement according to Sharia, the whole thing becomes an interest-bearing contract. He's eating interest and doesn't realize it. So all these little masail and more than often in our zamana, our period of time, there are so many ladies out there that have home industries. Umar bin Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu used to go to the marketplaces and he would ask the businessmen, have you learned the masail of your trade? We haven't learned the Masail, the rules in regards to your trade, close up right now, go to the masjid. Learn the Masail, then reopen. Otherwise you'll be putting haram into the market. So many people will be affected. Then the salah will be in khatra, the salah will be in danger, dua not accepted. Allah Ta'ala's help will be delayed until the ummah clears up all their financial dealings. What this kitab we are reading from is called Islahul Mu'amalat, Correction of Monetary Dealings. This kitab is printed in Darulum. Azadwal. Chapter 1, Importance of Correct Business Dealings. Correct business dealings is a major portion of Islam and unfortunately most people are, are completely indifferent to it. On the day of Qiyamah, a person will not be able to move until a reckoning of five things have been taken. When we hear this hadith that a person will not be able to move, we don't regard it to be serious. But when we hear level 5 lockdown, we can't move. 
then we feel it. Ya Allah, we can't travel anywhere. We can't go even from, from one province to the next province. Then we understand what is lockdown about. On the day of Qiyamah will be total lockdown. Now you've got to answer completely for every transaction that you enacted. Whether you knew the masla, you don't know the masla. And now, possibly you can smell the fragrance of Jannah. The person really wants to get to his destination, but he can't move. Because he didn't learn the masail, he has to answer. Among the five things mentioned in the hadith, two questions pertain to income and expenditure. One will be asked, how did you earn your living and how did you spend your income? So both are equally important. How did you earn it and how did you spend it? This misconception in the ummah of Nabi Ali salatu salam, where we feel it's my life and it's my income, it is my property, it is my personal wealth, I can dispose as I want to. In 11th part of Quran, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهِ شَرَى مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ لِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ Allah Ta'ala didn't have to say, but Allah Ta'ala is reiterating that I have purchased, Allah Ta'ala has purchased from the believers. أَمْوَالَهُمْ Their lives and fusahum وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ And their wealth. The first Siddhin says the two most, what we can say, most napaq things, impure things Allah Ta'ala has purchased. Your lives, your nafs, أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ And your wealth also. Allah says, I have purchased it or it belongs to me. It doesn't belong to you. Meaning your life and your wealth belongs to me. But Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, akramul akramin, the most kind of all those that show kindness. Says, I purchased it already in lieu of Jannah. Jannah is yours. These two things, just keep it as pure as possible. But I've given it back to you to use. doesn't belong to you, amanat. So these two things belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This wealth does not belong to me. Is that mine? That my personal wealth I can do as I want to. It's an amanat from Allah, it's a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like how we give our, our kids for spending money. Then we want to ask them, or the wife sometime, we want to ask them, how did you spend the money? And when we see the slips coming through the end of the month on the credit card, then we have a mashwara at home, that where you spend this and where you spend that. Now we know the pressure in the house after the wife is under pressure right now. That how come it was extra this month? Because you are working, you are earning, so you feel the pinch. Allah Ta'ala says that this is my wealth I'm giving you. I'm going to ask you about it. One more slip will come out now. Where did you spend it? Can you justify it now? Should not be as one person told me. He says that I, because I'm earning on the high bracket, so I go for that type of holidays also. Now just to, what do you say, tit for tat. Just to apply some anesthetic ointment to my nafs, I give that amount in the path of Allah also. So I cover it up in that way. But I know it's the wrong way I've spent it. But now just to cover myself, then I give so much also in the path of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala give us a correct understanding. As the Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, adopt halal and give up haram. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, such a time will come when people will not care whether they earn through halal or haram means. Doesn't matter. That from halal they go to grey areas. The Shaykh Zakariya sahab rahmatullahi mentioned a person, he begins, Allah Ta'ala opens the doors for him. Rosy opens up. What he could not earn before, eat before, now he can afford it. Now he goes to those avenues and those venues. Now he wants to eat. And now he goes into grey areas. That I couldn't afford these things before. Now I can go to those places. Now he goes to those places. And slowly, slowly before he knows it now, the family, the children, their taste buds begin to change. Now he will try everything which is different. People haven't tried as yet. And now he goes into haram. 
before he knows it, now his entire body has become ghuziyah bil haram, has been nourished to the haram. The Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu reports that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the world is sweet and fertile, whoever earns their off by halal means and spends their from, in righteousness shall be rewarded, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him entrance into Jannah. This through his halal, earnings and spending in the correct avenues. Whoever has earned in ways other than halal means, and spends their off in evil paths, will enter into the abode of disgrace. Many are the ones who to satisfy their base desires will engage in haram earnings and for them and for them on the day of Qiyamah will be the hellfire awaiting them. Yahya bin Mu'adh rahimahullah ta'ala said, Obedience is, of, is one of the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obedience is one of the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Its keys are dua. The keys of obedience are dua. And the teeth of the keys are morsels of halal. Showing you halal food comes into one's belly, and du'as are accepted. Du'as are accepted, and it will be in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullah Ali said, whoever attained, whoever attained any lofty stage, it was due to his knowing what entered into his stomach. Wahab bin Wird rahimahullah ta'ala said, if any one of you has to stand until he becomes like this pillar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means stand in salah. That is motionless, is performing salah, standing like a pull-up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept it from him until he knows what entered his stomach. It has been said, whoever eats doubtful food for 40 days, whoever eats doubtful food for 40 days, his heart becomes completely darkened. Yusuf bin Asbad, rahimahullah ta'ala said, when a young man becomes a righteous worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shaitan says to his assistants, Find out his source of food. This young man now has concern about his what he is eating. So Shaitan says to his assistants that find out his source of food. When they find out that his food comes from haram sources, Shaitan says to them, Leave him alone to tire himself in ibadah and waste not your energy on him. Do not worry about him because while he consumes haram, his ibadah will not benefit him in the least. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, on the day of Qiyamah, such people will be brought forth with whom shall be righteous deeds the size of the mountain of Tihama. But when they shall be called to account, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy all those deeds. Thereafter they will be cast into the fire of Jahannam. The Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum inquired, Ya Rasulullah, why, why will it be so? Nabi alayhi salatu salam replied, these people perform salah. They fasted in the month of Ramadan. They discharged their zakat and performed hajj. But on the other hand, if any haram earnings came to hand, they accepted it without reservations. For this reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has destroyed all the good deeds. May Allah ta'ala save us. They are, these are halal. They are halal as well as haram means of earning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created both avenues to test his servants. However, whatever one is destined to receive, he will receive. He now has the option to adopt whichever means he wants. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, No person can pass away until he has not utilized the sustenance set out for him. Ya Allah give us so to make amal inshaAllah. Subhanallah.